this retro thing for what it is Nostalgia goggles heavy on those things when we were kids I've got the memories of falling while my hair is turning gray I'm digging back on all the things that were better yesterday So for all those things nostalgic I also do is delight We're recording. We've eaten on this podcast before. And if there's any time we need to eat, it's now. Mm. Uh, we did Final Destination last week. It's time to move on to happier things. Because, hey, the situation we sort of discussed on that episode continues to be a thing. We're all at home. Welcome to Soda We Still Like This. Welcome back, wife. Hi. Welcome back, baby. She's being awfully quiet right Which, now. It just, yes, I'm sure she'll make up for very soon. Uh, so in the host of... Happy topics. Someone wouldn't let us do blank check because blank check is boring. So anyone listening who would have been all over blank check, you know eh. who to blame. Instead, we are doing rookie of the year. A better movie. Well, you don't know that for sure because I we do. didn't watch blank check. Mm. We might still get around to it. Who knows? Yay! I just want to confirm. I believe this was 1992, starring Thomas Ian Nicholas. Of American Pie and A Kid in King Arthur's Court of Fame. Oh, really? That's where it's from? Okay. Yeah, 93. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think they, yeah, they made a sequel to that. A Kid in Aladdin's Palace, I think? Or was it the other way around? Oh, I don't know. I didn't there was see two the of sequel. them. I saw A Kid I in King first, Arthur's Court. Yeah. I saw Rookie of the Year a lot. I remembered this movie weirdly well. I had it on VHS. I used to watch it apparently all the time. <laughs> This is where you say, this is my history with Rookie oh, of the Year. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I went to the movie theater to see it. <laughs> yeah, I think I did too. Um, I think that's it, though. I, I mean, I'm sure I watched it when it came on TBS or something, but... TBS is a really specific reference. <coughs> well, that's where I usually got my movies from. Um, oh, that was Baby. Okay. Okay, Baby. She's okay. Uh, so yeah. So I didn't watch it as much as you did, but I did like it a lot. Did you have a crush on Thomas Ian Nicholas? Mm, I don't remember having a crush on him. Because, you know, back then people said if there was a movie about me, I could be played by Thomas Ian Nicholas. Really? That was closer to actually the American <laughs> Pie era. Okay, because no, I don't see it. <laughs> well, maybe not now. <laughs> Ricky the Year is about... I forgot. I already forget his character's name. I know me too. <laughs> Let's look it up. Um, uh, whatever him. Um, they say it's Henry. Henry. I was like, they right. say it so yeah, many times. They say, oh, Henry. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Is about a twelve-year-old Henry, who loves baseball but sucks at baseball, but to a, to a point it's that ridiculous. is not realistic. Yeah. It's a, yeah. He is so bad at baseball to the point where if you were right now to take this baby you are holding, put her on a baseball field and say, go, I think she would do better. <laughs> Let's find out. Because the opening scene, it's him, you know, oh, he never gets called in to play in his little league baseball games. And then he gets called in to play over this asthmatic kid who has to sit down. And he's in the outfield and they hit a ball and he 
trips and falls and then his hat goes over his face and then he's stumbling around blind while his hat's in his yeah. face instead it's, of removing his hat yeah just pull just, your, pull your yeah, hat up i gotta get the ball i gotta get the ball it's like okay yeah oh yeah and he drops it and he's scrambling around on the ground trying to get it and then he throws it like the wrong way i think and he throws it out yeah. of the field because yeah. mm-hmm. he can't see yep like, dumb wow so anyway people are making fun of him about that obviously uh, i would too and I just realized, because they also established he has a crush on the oh, yeah, hot the girl at the school, mm-hmm. which is also kind of icky to hear a bunch of 12-year-olds talking about how, like, oh, she's got boobs, and look at yeah. Milk did that body good. It's like, oh, yeah, my God, weird. you guys don't have pubes yet. Stop. Gross. It, it never says why she likes him, but she clearly is making little googly eyes yeah. at him. And so also, it's like, okay. And then eventually she becomes a non-character in the movie. Yeah, that's right. Like there's no, I'm just realizing this now. There's nothing between nothing. those two. They go on a, because the Henry and his two friends are fixing up a boat. And once they fixed up the boat, she's on the boat with them. Mm-hmm. So it kind of hints that something's happening there. Did you also think of that song the whole time when they were on I'm a boat? I'm on a boat? <laughs> yes. That's all I ever think about about when I think of or look at. That whole scene, that's all boats. I thought about. <laughs> so Henry is at school and they're making fun of him because he sucks at baseball. And one of the bully kids is like, hey, go long and throws something. And then he goes to catch it, slips on a baseball and breaks his arm. And then when the arm heals, what was the sci- the medical explanation? The, the tendons, tendons have healed too tight. Yeah, they like fused incorrectly yeah. or something. And uh, so rather than be concerned about this. Well, the doctor's like, huh, it's, it's weird, but okay. Because he hadn't really seen it before. So yeah. what could he do? So he could break his arm Basically, again? yeah, they find out that if he has his arm up, you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm doing like a bike turn okay. signal. And moves his arm in a throwing motion, he gets ridiculous speed because he like, presumably breaks the doctor's nose. Yeah. And that's how they find out about it. And so to celebrate, he gets to getting his cast off. He and his friends go to a Cubs game. They hit a ball into the crowd and he goes to throw it back and he throws it real, real fast. Mm-hmm. Like they say something like 400 something feet. Yeah. He throws it from the crowd to home plate. And so, in a move that I I don't know if this would ever happen, about two days later, he's just playing for the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, I'm sure there are rules against that. (laughs) Maybe there weren't at the time. Maybe. They don't have that scene where they give us the obligatory, there's nothing in the rule book that says a 12-year-old can't play. (laughs) Usually, there's at least that one throwaway line of dialogue in a movie like this. Yeah. But this, hey you, this one, they don't have that. He's just allowed to play. Uh, he's still, like, he can pitch really fast, but he's still not a very good pitcher. No, he's not. And they don't even train him up before his very first game. They're no. just like, you can do it fast. Okay, go. But they do establish kind of why, because evil Dan Hedaya, who you don't really see in movies anymore, uh, he has taken over the team and has, has found out that if they don't sell out every game for the rest of the season... <laughs> Which, whoever's been doing the bookkeeping for the Cubs has been dropping the ball real bad if they're just now doing that math. So Henry is their, you know, their golden ticket to Mm -hmm. selling it. Like, oh, this this is a ridiculous PR stunt that'll draw people out. And it does. They they sell out the next game. So they didn't really have a lot of time to train them up. Well, they could have taken an hour or something. Like, zero, zero time. That is fair. 
Um, yeah, okay, that is true. They could have had someone go over to his house ah! the day before and go, yeah. do you actually know how to play baseball? <laughs> do you know the rules? <laughs> Maybe they just went full ostrich head in the sand and decided they don't want to know. I hope y'all like baby noises, because here they come. Um, so he plays for the Cubs. He kind of sucks. He sort of gets better? He does get better because they actually teach him how to pitch. Yeah. But he also does have to rely on being a little shit a lot of the time. Yeah, like, true. There's that whole scene that I'm sure most people who saw the movie remember where he's trying to get from base to base by mocking the pitcher. I totally Pitcher's remember. Pitcher's got a big butt. Yeah, I totally Pitcher's remember that. Pitcher's got a big butt. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So he's not employing any skill. He's just pissing everybody off enough that they keep screwing up. Which I don't get because at that point he was already on base. He could have just you know ran. Yeah, but he was you know going for want to keep going. He just wanted it worked to look one. good. He worked once, so he wanted to keep doing it. Mm. Uh, and then how did he get away with batting? Oh, because um... they make him bat at one point. <laughs> They... Doesn't he get oh, walked? He, he, yeah, he gets walked. Oh, yeah, that's no, what ball. kicks that yeah, sequence yeah, yeah. off. Yeah, well, that's what happens. Four balls being walked. Ah! Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> he, he Captain doesn't... Sports. Oh, because the pitcher, he didn't know how to pitch correctly for what? somebody so short, Yeah, right? so they just keep calling balls, and then he gets to walk, and that's when he does the right. whole pitcher's got a big butt, pitcher's got a big butt. I also feel like I'm probably skipping past a lot of stuff I took notes about, so I'm just going to fire up my notes. Also, while all of this is happening, my nose, my nose is very plugged. We have uh, pre, yeah. So pre, this guy's out of his goddamn mind. Gary Busey. Gary Busey is in this movie as the other pitcher on the team who used to be like a big deal, but has kind of lost his mojo and has passed his prime, but gets to kick mm. around on the team. Right. The, the Rocket. rocket. I what? forget his actual name, though. Yeah, mostly they call him Rocket. I I remember him being a few... I, I might be getting this confused with Little Big League and any number of other 90s kids sports movies, but I remember him being much more of a dick. He's a bit of a dick at first, but he actually comes around as a decent guy pretty fast, yeah. which surprised me, also because it's Gary Busey and you just assume there's going to be a third act twist where he's a bad guy because it's Gary fucking Busey. <laughs> Um, but also, I remember him being more of a "I'm gonna bone your mom" character. But he, yeah, he, he doesn't. doesn't. No. no, there's like nothing between no. him and the mom. The kid tries to set them up. Yeah, like, at one point in like the limo, remember like the yeah. romantic Which, music like, and club sodas. Imagine and, trying yeah. to set up it so Gary Busey can bone your mom. Yeah, <laughs> it's just all kinds of. I mean, the guy she's dating's not great. That, man, that guy really starts to go for it, because he, he's the kid's uh, manager, the guy who's boning his mom, not Gary Busey, the guy who's actually doing it, and at the end, when he reveals that he has sold the kid to another team, and the mom calls him out on it, the guy goes, f- like, from zero to 80 with yeah. his acting. Look the clip up, I'm sure it's out there. In a fairly reserved movie, like, yeah, it's a family film, but it... There's not a lot of wacky sound effects and silliness. You have Daniel Stern there to provide comedy relief, but he's not in it that much. Oh, yeah. I blocked him out. I don't like him. Yeah. So Daniel Stern, uh, also Marv from Home Alone, uh, directed this movie. 
His character, yeah, he is also really going for it. Yeah. Uh, he is the comedy relief, but uh, has made the ill-advised decision to not be funny. His not whole, at all. His whole thing is that he just gets trapped in places. Mm-hmm. They're at the hotel. He gets trapped between two doors, which feels like there'd be safety precautions to prevent that. Uh, he gets locked in the batting cage during the big final important game. Uh, and he just kind of like rattles off a bunch of nonsense. He's always chewing on, is it sunflower seeds or tobacco? I thought it was tobacco, but he does call it his seeds at one point. Yeah, I wasn't sure. It looked like it was tobacco at first, but then at one point he starts to choke and he starts spitting out a bunch of small little things. So I think he's just constantly eating like sunflower mm-hmm. seeds. Uh, yeah, his character is almost out of place. Yeah. In a fairly grounded movie. Well, who is he? He's supposed to be the, the coach, pitcher coach or something, right? Yeah, he's like or, the assistant coach or yeah, something, like that. something. I don't remember. Uh, but he's not in it too much, so you don't have to worry too, too much about him. Um, I actually, I went to fire up my notes, but didn't actually do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Two to three minutes per side on medium high heat. I guess medium high heat kind of relates to pitching. I don't know why I wrote that. Oven to 450. Uh, 12 to 14 minutes in the oven. It seems to have very little to do with the movie. Mm. Uh, here we go. Why wouldn't he move his hat? We talked about that. Imagine that guy boning your mom. Um, I wrote medical accuracy. I was trying to see if there was anything out there that really broke down the science oh, about behind the Rookie of the Year. And like if no. your tendons did... He, I assume no, because this probably would have happened. Yeah, how many people do you think went out and broke their arm after this movie? It's like, oh, I'm going to be the awesome new pitcher I on mean, some sports team. 10 to 15. <laughs> or at least when they did break their arm, they were like, fuck yeah, I'm going to go pitch for the Yankees. <laughs> and then it healed totally normal. And, ah, fuck. <sighs> the one thing I will give the movie credit for is because at the end of the movie, they already have established that he has a limited amount of time. That he could do this. Because they say the tendons are going to heal properly, do they not? Um, no, I don't think they ever do. The doctor's just like, I don't know. Yeah, after, he breaks, after he breaks the doctor's nose, he just says, get the fuck out of my office. And that's, he's left to fend for himself. Um, yeah, they, they never deal with the, if there's any side effects. Like, are no, you yeah. okay to live like yeah, this forever? He never goes back to the doctor no. after. Like, because there's no maybe... Any doctor. No, there's no maybe come back and check with me, so I assume he's going to start figuring out a lot of downsides, too, if I even kind of rotate my arm. Yeah. It goes... Okay, I'm just going to pause. And... and we're back. You didn't have to get exposed to that nose blow. Allergy season. First day of spring just happened yesterday, which nobody talked about because, you know... Did it really? Yeah, it was yesterday. Or is it today? It's the 20th. Isn't the first day of spring the 20th? Uh, 21st? Happy spring? 21st. I mean, by the time this episode goes up, it will be spring. Yeah. So I think it's the 20th. I happy, think it's the 21st happy spring. or the 27th. At least with everything going on, winter was kind enough to piss off before all of this really got to going, so that's nice. Spring 2020. March 19th. It was yesterday. <gasps> happy no! spring, everybody. Aww. We did it. We, we made it through it. winter. Not a great prize waiting for us at the finish line, but <laughs> oh, yeah. we, we did it. Anyway, back to Rookie of the Year, which we watched on Disney+, Plus. if anyone wants to go and check it out. Uh, if you want to 
like us get a little bit more money out of the Disney Plus subscription that maybe has just been kind of sitting there since you finished The Mandalorian. Or if you need a break from presumably watching Frozen 2 over and over and over again, show your kids, hey, this is what we used to watch back in my day. And then you'll get two minutes in and they'll go, this is dumb. I want to watch Frozen 2 again. Or there's no sports right now. So you know what? Rookie of the year. It's probably, you know, there's no better time than ever to watch Rookie of the Year. Good substitute for sports. (laughs) It's base. It's just sports. Yeah, it's sports, sure. Uh, I'm actually surprised that the... I mean, maybe they were doing super shitty at the time, but I'm surprised the Chicago Cubs were willing to portray themselves this poorly in the movie. Like, they have an owner who's like kind of just out of his mind. They are, you know, they're constantly a, a... John Candy has an uncredited cameo as the announcer... Like constantly ripping them and talking about how no one's coming to the games and well, any any advertising is good advertising, right? I guess people love Rookie of the Year. Not sure that necessarily translates into love of the Cubs, but uh, the cheese thing is annoying. Is something that I wrote down. What cheese thing? Throughout the movie, whenever they're calling out to players. They say, throw him the ste- throw him the cheese, throw him the hot, stinky Lemberger. They do it like eight times. I do not remember that. Throw Who him the that? hot, the main Henry, and then also Gary Busey does it at the end to cheer the kid on. Like, throw him the cheese, throw him the hot. And it's, it's really annoying. Like, and yeah, characters are saying it's annoying to him at the beginning, and it is. It's very annoying. Gary Busey, pretty good from the beginning. This Pepsi commercial is icky. It's something that I wrote down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so once Henry becomes big, he gets a bunch of sponsorships. And one of them is with Pepsi. And it cuts to the commercial that they're filming. And they must have got the go-ahead from Pepsi. Because you see Pepsi Mm. products. And he is singing what was the Pepsi jingle at the time. Which is the, you got the right one. Which was before the, what was the Spice Girls one? Uh, Generation Generation X. X. Yeah, uh, so it's him at a piano, dressed in a suit, singing "You Got the Right One," while three adult women like rub him down and start taking his tie off and unbuttoning his shirt. It's like I wouldn't feel okay about that if I were these women. And the mom was just like there watching. I don't even think she was. No, she was there. Was she? she? There. Yeah, because that's when the evil manager slipped her the contract. To oh, sell that's to right. Andy. Yeah, she's taking it all pretty in stride, but also I assume Pepsi shelled out some of that fat Pepsi, some of those fat Pepsi bucks to make that okay, but uh, yeah, I feel like if you release that commercial then or now, that's not, no. As Pepsi has made some ill-advised commercials in the past, I would say let's have three adult women seductively run down a, uh, rub down a 12-year-old is probably bottom three. <laughs> Did we finish talking about the whole, the yeah, the medical side? I guess we did. We did. About how, yeah, he never goes back to the doctor. The doctor, you, you, there's never a scene where the doctor comes running up and is like, Henry, oh my God, you only can, in like 48 hours, you're going to lose your powers. <laughs> or every time you throw a pitch, you lose a year of your life. Or uh-huh. something like that. What happens at the end is he does the same thing. He trips. Where slips and falls right before he's about to go do the most important pitching he's ever done uh, and lands on his arm. 
and the it same undo- way. It yeah. looks like the same way. And undoes it. And, yeah. So instead of breaking his arm medicine, this time, he, I don't know, he breaks it. the tendons, maybe. Yeah, he oh, loosens the tendons maybe, maybe. and starts pitching poorly, and everyone in the crowd starts booing and getting oh, mad, even though you literally yeah. just saw him trip and land on his arm. So everyone can assume, oh, he's hurt. But yeah. instead, they're like, "What the fuck, Henry? What's your fucking problem? Yeah. Pitch better. Yeah." Suck it up and do better, 12-year-old. Like, <laughs> fuck you, Cubs fans. You just saw what happened. Yeah. Also, 12-year-old. Also, 12-year-old. Uh, the one thing that I will also give this movie credit for is that I couldn't, and I couldn't remember if this happened, once he falls and it gets fixed, it's not like he all of a sudden taps into that ability. I kept waiting for like him to believe in himself real strongly and then he can all of a sudden pitch real well again. No, he still sucks. Yeah, once his well, arm. No, I mean, he, it goes in the right direction. He knows, like he knows how, how to, to do it, but he's not good at it. Like, but, well, yeah, because it was all about speed. He yeah. just had good speed. So once he loses that speed, I kept waiting for, yeah, like for what I can still do I it. Can still put speed in. Yeah, I believe in it. Yeah, exactly. No, like the like ridiculous. Henry. It wasn't. The tendons were more. Believable. It wasn't the tendons. <laughs> It was it was you. It was you the whole time, Henry. Like the doctor comes running out on the field. He's like, I miscalculated. Your tendons are fine. And you've just been really good at pitching. That would have been silly. That would have been, but I kind of kept waiting for it to happen. So presumably after that game, his career is done. Because he's not, he's yeah, just an but... average talent now. And I'm sure they're going to realize, oh shit. He sucks. We have no room for a below mediocre twelve year old on the team. Well yeah. Oh whatever. I think he, he got what he wanted. He that got t- his yeah. baseball fix he for got that, life. And that Pepsi money. And he got that cool ring. He did get that cool ring. And Gary Busey might start boning his mom. Which is the dream yeah, for most that's people, right. I assume. That's right, yeah. mm-hmm. At least back then, now it is every person's worst nightmare. <laughs> uh let's see, let's fire up the old notes. The mom is great. The mom is great in this movie. Wait, like, how do you mean great? She's very... She's supportive, like, from the beginning. Yeah. Once it starts to come out that the guy she's dating is a piece of garbage, like, she doesn't have that, like, oh, Henry, why are you being so unfair to so-and-so? I forget his name. Me too. Yeah. Like, you gotta treat your stepdad with, or your potential stepdad with respect. Like, no, as soon as it comes out, this guy's a piece of garbage. She punches him in the face and then says, I wish I'd killed him. Or, she said that? No, she says, uh, maybe I should have killed him. Oh, okay. When she's well, coming down from punching him. as well, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like she's a very good mom character in this yeah, movie. Like true. She's but... supportive, but she's also realistic. She doesn't have that... Yeah, they show her a lot, so it's good. Yeah. I mean, he's always like, as he should be, he's 12, right? His mom should be there, and she is, Yeah. so that's good. Yep. So I was also impressed by that. Oh, I... oh and I was impressed at the beginning of the movie, when she makes some dinner, she makes spaghetti sauce from scratch. Oh, Go yeah, mom. that's true. Did he actually sit down to eat it, or was it the no. classic movie thing where they're like, I made dinner, can't! Gotta go. Well, I don't know. She gave it to him, and she was going on a date with you know evil right. manager, manager guy. Because that's most mo- that's most movies is I made breakfast, I made dinner. Oh, thanks, I can't. I gotta go. And then it follows them instead of the mom who's at home sobbing as she puts all of the food she made into the green bin because it's going to waste because mm. no one ate any of the food because they can't. They gotta go on a date or to the dance or to school or wherever they're always going. 
Uh, I wrote, those aren't Tetris sound effects. Oh, right. I think I've talked about this on this podcast before, but one of my biggest pet peeves in movies and TV shows is people not playing video games realistically. You all know what I mean, where it cuts to them playing something, and instead of, you know, calmly playing it and tapping a button occasionally, like how you do when you play a video game, they're frantically tapping every button on the controller and moving it around like that matters when you're playing a video game, and they usually use stock Atari sound effects. They got it half right here. I remember you saying that. He's playing a Game Boy, which had a Tetris cart in it. It's not empty. Some movies have made that mistake. Uh, He is playing it like you would play Tetris, like casually. It's just the sound effects are like beep, 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 beep. It's like, no, that's that's a 60s computer. That's not Tetris. But, hey. Yeah, they it's something. Just couldn't do that. That's why I've always said I need to work in Hollywood as a video game consultant, and I'm just brought in to watch any scenes where people play video games. And I'm like, well, what game is he supposed to be playing? I was like, no, 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 that's not how you play that. Uh, Mom has an interesting filmography. Why did I write that? I did write non-digital scoreboard just because we thought that was funny. That. Like, you just see a little hand behind changing the numbers. Like, aw, <laughs> how far we've come. Same for, at one point, the owner box at $3 for a... Oh, no! That's probably not good. Ah, we're fine. At one point, the owner box at uh, $3 for a hot dog. Which, what do they cost now if you go to a game? Probably, like, 7 I, I, I don't know. I don't go to baseball games, but if I had yeah, to guess... Yeah, I figured that like when you were, like... No. I would guess 450. If anybody knows, send us an email at like this podcast at gmail.com. I'm going to look up why I noted the mom has an interesting filmography. I think it was because she did giant gaps of nothing and then all of a sudden yeah, she's only been in 26 things. She did Rookie of the Year and Falling Down. Oh, we got to do a Falling Down episode in 93. Then six years later is in the Nicolas Cage movie Eight Millimeter. Then ten years later is on an episode of ER and Up in the Air. Then she takes a bunch more time off, and now she is on all of those Chicago shows like Chicago Justice and Chicago PD and Chicago Fire and Chicago mm-hmm. Med, playing the same character on all of them. So it's weird. You don't re- you don't often see someone take those long of breaks and then continue to act successfully. I think that's everything I need to say about Rookie of the Year. I mean, did you like it? Yeah. It's yeah. pleasant. Me it's, too. It's not fall down hilarious. There's some funny parts. Henry's kind of obnoxious at times, and the Daniel Stern character is not successful being a comedy relief, but it's kind of, you know, it's one of those unique, it's a unique premise and one of those cool, like, wouldn't it be neat to play for the Cubs? And they take yeah. it pretty seriously. The characters are well writ- well written. It doesn't go into slapstick or it doesn't go too unrealistic. Like, it follows the story you care about. Like, as much as I say, oh, I'm surprised Gary Busey isn't trying to bone the mom. I'm happy, because who gives a shit? We don't need the scene of Gary Busey and the mom out at dinner talking about Gary Busey's past and why Henry's dad left, which is in the movie, but like, it's just not necessary. Yeah, we but just it's want to see baseball. Nice, by the way, that they threw that in at the end, like it, it felt better rounded. The fact, like, 
they have a little chat at the end of the movie, like, oh, your dad left when, you know, or he says, the boy, Henry, says that he knows that his dad left the mom when she was just pregnant with him. And the mom's like, oh, why didn't you tell me? I wanted you to like your dad. But it's, it's like a two-minute thing, but I think it rounds out the story nicely. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad they kept that part in. And again, they never have the cliched... Like, this never would have happened if dad were here. Yeah, exactly. He's all, he likes his mom. Yeah, like, they get along really well. There's no conflict there. Yeah. There's not really any conflict on the team with all of them. Like, I'm not going to play second billing to a fucking preschooler. Oh, I guess, yeah. The, <laughs> there is conflict between him and his um, buddies. A they little. get a little jealous, which is, hey, again, understandable, right? Like, he's getting all this attention and his... He's his... got adult women taking his bow tie off. <laughs> That's right. That's why he was late, to fix up that boat with his buddies. Yeah. And his buddies were angry. Well, that one buddy. But they forgive him pretty much immediately. Yeah. So, yeah. And then they go on a date with that other 12-year-old girl who was making googly eyes at the beginning. Yep. And a whole bunch of other girls. And yep. a a boat that I'm pretty sure if an adult saw them in, they would, you know, tell them to get out. Yeah, because they're lucky. Because it looks like it's about to get on fire. Yeah, like they're lucky fire. to have survived that trip. <laughs> hey, you. So, yeah, that's Rookie of the Year. I assume you enjoyed it as well. Yes, I like it a lot. I liked it when it came out. Um, again, I mean, it wasn't my favorite one that I watched over and over again, but I really liked it. Yeah, yeah it was a pleasant way to spend an evening. I like it when they explain things with a medical reason. <laughs> Your tendons are too tight. <laughs> That's right. Right? That's good enough. To me, it's realistic. <laughs> I don't know enough about it. So it's like, oh, yeah, that could happen. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe the human body is crazy. That's right. We don't know everything about the human body. That is true. <laughs> Rookie of the year could happen. Uh, what's something you're currently enjoying? Oh, I just finished it, but a discovery of witches. I mean, I'm kind of late to the game. It came out. It was filmed, at least, or whatever they say in the series. It's 2018, so I'm assuming that's when it came out. And I just finished watching it. Yeah, eight episodes. But you had read the book years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Although, just realized you did not finish the trilogy. Yeah, I don't think I did. (laughs) I'll have to double check. Yeah. Because, you know, I we, bought you them. I know, and I know, I know. The third one is downstairs. I just have to read a few pages and see if it sounds familiar to me. Um, what have I been enjoying? Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps is very good as a follow-up to Ori and the Blind Forest. It is more of that, if you enjoyed the first one. Uh, next, Doom Eternal arrived in the mail today, so I am... Yeah. I am excited for that to be the new thing I'm enjoying. So that's Rookie of the Year. Uh, We're going to start experimenting with some remote records in the next little bit. Uh, Yes, exciting. (coughs) An exciting time. I have a crumb caught in my throat. So, (laughs) and no water and a baby wiping all of her snot on my arm. Oh, yeah, it's very snotty. Yep. Cool. Thanks, kid. Hi. Uh, thank you for listening. Again, uh, we're going to continue on with lighter, happier subjects for the uh, foreseeable future, at least. Uh, lots of things in discussion. 
I wouldn't be surprised if wife gets pulled in a couple more times because, hey, yeah, we're here. here all the time. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but we're going to try some remote records. Hopefully we can figure that out in, in a way that doesn't sound like garbage. And uh, like us on all of the things, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, thank you to Tev Sound for the theme song. And I don't know. Take us out, baby. That's right.